My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel written to us by Matthew. One of the Pharisees, a scholar of the law, tested Jesus by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest in the first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. We gather this afternoon in this beautiful chapel as two friends along with, two families along with friends and relatives come together to witness, support the love and the commitment of Carol and John. You know, at St. Paul Church, I had the opportunity to work with many couples in their sacramental marriage preparation. And most of them are in their 20s and 30s and getting married for the first time. So walking along, Cy, John, and Carol this past year has been a blessing for me to get a front seat into witnessing what I call their seasoned love. Let me tell you what that looks like. Most of you know both John and Carol combined enjoy 65 years of marriage to their former spouses. So they come here today having experienced what a strong marriage means where one learns to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things in good times and in bad, and certainly in sickness and in health. Their earlier marriages gave them knowledge and insight, as well as a broken and mended heart, all of which instilled in them a mature insight into what to seek when the time came to find a new partner to enjoy the rest of their life with. When my wife Teresa and I met John and Carol together for the first time, they were quick to tell us the story of their first encounter, that first spark. Like many couples, they met online, which led to their first date in downtown Princeton. John already grabbed that outside table on a perfect evening, and as you know, neither of them at our loss for words. <laughs> so it didn't take long before they quickly shared their life experiences, including walking the final journey with their respective spouses. They spoke about their love for their families. They spoke about their mutual love for music and for singing. And then the conversation turned towards talking about God. Not bad for a first date. Now, by this time in the conversation, Carol knows that John has earned a double major in civil engineering and religious studies. So God only knows where this conversation of God was going to go. But when they took turns describing to each other what God was to them personally, they quickly found a common ground that God is pure, unconditional love. And that any and all relationships must be rooted in this divine love. 
Well, soon the dinner arrived and John reached over at this first date and took Carol's hand and asked if they could pray together. And it was in John's heartfelt prayer that he asked God to help them see each other through God's eyes. And in that moment, the floodgates of God's love was opened, thereby allowing it to pour through them and with them and in them. On their first date, they took part in what we are all called to do, facilitating divine flow. See, we see this action echoed in the gospel that John and Carol chose for today, reminding us that we are called to love God and love each other with our heart, our mind, and our soul. Christ made it clear that we need to get our heads out of the sense of membership of what's owed to me if I just follow the laws and get into discipleship and thus right relationship with God and with others. In essence, to see God as one who gives life versus one who gives law, of one who gives love versus one who makes us earn love, one who gives compassion versus, versus a God who just judges, a God who encourages us to change, to grow, and to love God and each other. And the part that many find so hard to believe is this divine flow of love does not exclude any others because of race, creed, color, sexuality, religious beliefs, or any other identifier we or any of our respective churches wants to use to reject others. It's a love that does not ju judge, but accepts the other person as they are because we are all created in God's image. In his book, The Divine Dance, Franciscan Father Richard Laura writes, this is the great surprise and for some a disappointment. The divine flow doesn't have to do with you being perfect or belonging to the right group or even understanding the flow. Jesus never had any such checklist tests before he heals somebody. There's no doctrinal or moral test whatsoever. Jesus doesn't check if people he heals are Jewish, baptized in their first or second marriage. He just says, as it were, are you going to walk towards me and allow yourself to be touched, allow yourself to be loved? This type of love is called agape. It's a love originating from God and flows through us and onto others. For we're all called to be both conduits and recipients. This is the type of love we hear St. Paul writing to the people of Corinth about. See, Paul had set up a church in Corinth and soon after he left, the people had already forgotten what he had taught them. So he sent them the letter, part of we just heard, instructing them how to live and love as a community, of how to allow the light of Christ to shine through those grace-filled cracks of our imperfect selves and to be open to accept the mantle of Christ filled with the gifts of patience, compassion, and kindness and gentleness. Our love for John and Carol is why we're all gathered here today from all different faiths and walks of life.
to simply take the first of many steps with them as they begin this incredible journey with sacramental marriage. You know, at St. Paul Church, where Carol and I and many others who are here take part of communion and community, we have been very blessed these past 20 years or so to have gospel-centric leadership rooted in love for others from our past and current pastors who are with us today, Monsignor Joe and Monsignor Nolan. It was Monsignor Nolan who would often remind us from a pulpit that a friend and a lover is one who knows the tune in your heart and soul and will sing it back to you if you should ever forget the melody. Well, just spend a bit of time with Carol and John, and there is no doubt that they carry that tune with them every day, and they are never ashamed to sing it out loud. But we, we as a community of believers and lovers and supporters of this couple always have to be ready to add our voices in harmony, urging this couple to never stop singing that song to each other. For this is what the bonds and blessings of marriage call each of us to do. In closing, it was St. Ignatius of Loyola who once said, it should constantly be our care to see God's presence in everything. John and Carol, there is no doubt that we can all see God's presence today here in your love that you have for each other. Know that our prayer for you today is that the blessing of God's presence be with you all the days of your life. And that the peace and love of God always lives into your hearts and to be sung from your lips. Know that we love you very much. We wish you well very well, and always and forever, we wish you the best with your life together, but especially on this day, through this sacred covenant, in this holy sacrament that you're about to minister to each other.